I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 255 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast that we uh, hope is audible. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. We just spent like, oh, by the way, we so we just spent like 10 minutes fixing audio problems. So I was watching the levels as they got recorded. That clap definitely clipped. And then uh, after it it was displayed as clipping, it was corrected to something within the uh within the boundaries within the boundaries mm. of one to negative one so i think there might be some post-processing going on there nice does it make me sound like a spooky ghost no i think kevin you're is, doing that kevin Jack. is going to be editing the uh podcast tonight and that'll be a good opportunity for him to learn how to add some sort of post-processing effects to make me sound like a spooky ghost oh, i guess because you have just a whole bunch like, of filters yeah, a lot of a lot of plugins cool all legitimately owned Sweet. And put some and, reverb and on the, there. The audio editing software is appropriately named Reverb. Yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> uh, you could also use the audio editing software Zaria or McCree or Bastion. Does, does McCree make it all sound like cowboys? Mm-hmm. Bastion replaces it with a bunch of incomprehensible beeps, boops, and birds. Are these Overwatch characters? They are. Okay. Oh. I, I was trying to figure out what was going on. I knew Bastion, but also, Bastion's also a video game, so that was confusing. Why can't Bastion crawl? Why know. isn't Bastion crawl? Right. <laughs> Why do you suppose the Supergiant Games game Bastion... Yes. Took me a second to think of the name Supergiant because all I could think of was Telltale. Uh, was not a Krull licensed game. I mean, it was clearly going for that. Was was it? Yeah, and it's been a long time since I saw Krull. I think all I remember <laughs> of it is that is the glaive, which is not actually a glaive. Yeah, Bastion's so, only weapon is that glaive. All I can uh, remember from Krull is the head from Zardoz. Bastion has a bunch of friends, one of whom is the narrator Cyclops. Uh, Liam Neeson is in both. Oh, is he? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, well, were you surprised to find out that Liam Neeson is in Krull? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that is actually true. <laughs> um, so, your your response is acceptable. Uh, I... <clears throat> Guys, why isn't Bastion Crow? You're not helping me at all with this bit. What? Uh, yes, and what is Bastion's last name in the Neverending Story? It's Ar Artax. No, it's Bastion Beeplebrox or something. It's Bastion Balthazar Bucks. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Ugh, God. Bees. Is that? Do you only know that from the book? I don't remember. I don't remember if probably. that gets mentioned in the movie or not. Yeah, it's that is definitely in the book. In the book. Is, I okay? Can you explain the premise of the Neverending Story to me? So it's written originally in German, so that's important to realize. So it's it's a book is about it? Nazis. Yes, what? it was it was originally written in German. It's by Michael N. No, but I, uh, I that is is, is that Nazis. is that it's important to Nazis. recognize? Okay. And is it about Nazis? Well, so that was so, just like a weird racist joke. It was it was kind of a weird, <laughs> weird racist joke. Uh, but it was so the book. In German, every there are 26 chapters, and each chapter starts with a different letter of the alphabet. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I remember And that. they... They had they the really nice, like... Uh, into English. Illustration plates for cool. each letter, too. Yes. 
So that's just a neat little did, factoid. Did, does and German and English have the same alphabet? Yes. German has Basically. a few. Well, it's, I mean, German has eset and. Oh yeah, it didn't. I think it, that might. It be didn't the include the the extra double S. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the movie, the Neverending Story, is only up through I think N. In Whoa. The book. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the book goes much further than the movie does. And the, the, the Neverending Story 2, I don't remember if it is just the second half of the book or not. So. And also, the Neverending Story 2. Such a bad title. <laughs> yeah. Is the book good? I really like the book. Yeah, I remember it being really good. I haven't read it is since it, I was a kid, but. Is it a thing that you. I mean, is it a kid's book? Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's. Young it, adult. Yeah, you know, like Harry Potter or uh, Narnia. That that kind of like age. Harry Potter one or Harry Potter seven? Oh, three, three or four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on a on a Harry Potter spiciness <laughs> scale. So, on a scale from ten to seventeen, hmm. on the okay. Schmidt Sting Pain Index, is it W. C. Fields putting a cigar out on your tongue? Is that a real thing? On the Schmidt Pain Sting Pain Index. Yeah. Yes. Is that the, is should, that the, the guy look who, up, yeah. who like goes around just letting insects sting him? I think maybe he did until he died of a sting. Okay. But, I mean, because the police raided his apartment. Yeah, did Sting say, I will kill him, and then he died? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> While the entertainer played. Yeah, the and, then, and then somebody played the entertainer, and then Paul Newman <laughs> raided his apartment and shot him. Um, yep. Ah, guys. That, that movie had a good uh, surprising gender role twist. The Sting? Yeah. Or The NeverEnding Story? The Sting. Or uh, The NeverEnding Story, I think, was basically gender normative the whole way. Because there was a princess who was... The Childlike Empress? The Childlike Empress, what, Was yeah. the Childlike Empress, like, not actually just a child? She was a child. She okay. seemed like a child. Wait, well, she why, was like so a child. So it seems very unremarkable to describe a child as childlike. Right? Yeah. Weird. This is a very building-like castle yep. that the childlike empress lives in. Moonchild, I think, was her name. Ugh. That's yeah. yeah. That was like a feature of the the thing was Bastion having to give her a name, and he gives her a stupid name. Yeah, maybe it's less stupid in German. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Actually, most names I found are more stupid in German. Yeah, like Define stupid, like Mandelbrot. <laughs> How is that dumb? Yeah. Just going around calling, calling yourself almond bread. Do you think that's like, real good though? That's true. Do you it's think delicious. that in the nineties, Howie Mandel had a barbecue at his house, and on the invitations, he recreated the Mandelbrot set out of bratwursts uh-huh. that he himself cooked? Yep, one can only hope. <laughs> You do think that happened? I I don't think he would want to touch and sausages like, How because Mandel this? he's such yeah. <laughs> he's such a germaphobe, right? I know that about Howie Mandel. Yep. Is that why he shaved his head? <laughs> yeah, probably. He didn't want the germs collecting in his own hair. Uh, no, I think it just made it easier for him to get a tight seal with a surgical glove on his head. Ah. <laughs> uh, you guys, what have you been up to? It's only been a couple days since we recorded. It has only been a couple days. Uh, it's not really enough time for anything to happen. I went to a what I thought was a housewarming party 
it turns out it was not a housewarming party. It was a house cooling party. It was like mm-hmm. somebody leaving their house. And so I had I had brought a housewarming gift. And then when I like realized very quickly that it was not a housewarming party, I just decided not to give them the <laughs> housewarming gift. You hid the espresso machine in your coat. It was a it was like a little it was like a small bottle of uh of like like a cocktail mixer. Cocktail mixer, yeah. Mm. That uh that I wasn't even sure that they were going to be into cuz it was like so I met them at New Year's and at New Year's I brought this this uh thing which I'd received for Christmas which was a and like a an old-fashioned mixer for making old fashions, not the mixer is not old fashioned. Yeah, it was an old it's fashioned really mixer, new. like it was pedal powered, and uh, uh, it's called bitter milk, and it was really good, and it went over really well, and people were really into it at New Year's. But I don't remember if they specifically were into it, and so I was sort of gambling to begin with that they would appreciate or care about it at all. And, and you they, don't want to give somebody a present when they're moving, exactly, right? So, yeah, this was it was a house cooling gift. It was a, it was a burning down the house party. <laughs> Uh, which was the opposite of a housewarming party, but I just, I just didn't read the invitation carefully. I just didn't care. Well, you it saw was on Facebook. I ha- didn't see it at all because it's on Facebook, oh, okay. so I didn't have that problem. But I, I think people are conditioned to just like skim things on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you saw like the word house and then a source of heat. Yep, I just assumed <laughs> there was. I know they were moving, but I and I had never been to their old place, so because you know we've only known each other for a few months, so it's not like. So what if terrorists had taken over their Facebook account and said, come to our house murdering party where we will murder you infidel swine? Right. Would you have just gone to it? Uh, Maybe. I don't, I'm not entirely sure. What would you have done with the mixer? Probably used it to defend myself. Okay. Hmm. So like a human shield? Yeah. (laughs) Or I would have tried to like throw it at the ground, like hoping that it would like hiss and smoke and like like a smoke mm, bomb. You put it in your chest pocket and it stops the bullet. What would give you the hope? (laughs) Fills the hole with glass. Yeah. Well, because uh, t- the way that the terrorists were going to try to kill us was by like putting us in a room where the ground was actually a stove. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that seems like what you would do. Sure. It's, uh, enjoy your housewarming. Exactly, right? They're German terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't stop picking on the Germans. Yeah, yeah they can take it. I, uh, I also went to a house cooling party, ironically, although the one I... Are you... Backing up. Oh no, that's my uh, that's my dehumidifier telling me that it's full of water. I see. Um, okay. But the house cooling party I went to was my friend John celebrating the fact that he got central air conditioning. Oh, so, nice! So it was even more literally a house cooling party. Okay, not leaving not leaving the situation. Correct. If it had happened on Halloween, would it have been a house ghouling party? Ooh, it, I mean, if he'd gotten central undeads, I guess. A central graveyard. Yeah, you put you build a house on like the Indian burial burial mound, and then you put a vent in the uh, yeah you foundation just, you, you, so that you the, drill a corpse well. Yeah, yeah. You've got they you know move the headstones. <laughs> ducks going up into the house that every every room has its own you know its own individual source of individual ooh, skeleton souls. vents. Yeah. What do you what do you call those? Like it's like a faucet, but with a lever attached to it that you have to pump. That's going into the well. I think it's called a pump. Okay, one of those, but with zombies. Oh, okay. Where they come out when you pump? Would the pump would the, would the pipe zombie? be zombie shaped? I mean, Is you'd it have like to the... like 
You'd have to go Fun for a while before any zombies would come out, but then, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, presumably, like, like, there's a little attachments where you could have different undead come out. Oh, yeah, Are they, like, yeah. the size of, like, little muscle figurines? Ah, <laughs> oh, they'd be really uh, good. Would that still be scary? I remember looking at a diagram of how one of those pumps worked once, and that I still don't understand. I, I think it's the same way that trees work. Okay, so what? God moves the water from. It's just that the, the water does all the work, the and the trees are just little tubes. I thought that was just capillary action. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's think the, that's the phrase that I was trying to think all. of. Okay, fair enough. Are you just thinking of like a tree with a hole drilled in it? It, it also might be just well, yes. Um, it also might just be vacuum. You're forming a vacuum when you yeah. Pump that's the pump. kind of my assumption. I don't. I don't have any idea if that's right well, or not. There's all form like, some vacuum. sort of a weird like a plum. That is inside the pipe that this leads also to a tree. the a ground. This sounds delicious. Like a plumb. Like there's oh. a there's like a like Wait, a heavy a thing? A... cylinder on a. Is that why they call it plumbing? Hmm. Well, <laughs> they call this is it genuine. I have no they idea. They call what, it plumbing. I've never heard this term before. Plumbum is Latin for lead, and the original plumbing was made out of lead. So maybe, maybe a plumb bob a is usually plumb made out of lead. Is, so yeah, the, the so plumb is same the, the origin. Word plumb came after the term plumbing, probably. Like plumb the depths, like you're uh, letting. Yeah, well, you're talking about there being like a physical object called a plumb. Yeah, but, like, not I the think, fruit. So I think of any weight dangling as a plumb. I guess it's like a pendulum, except not allowed to swing. So that like the totally tilt. That is totally that's that's valid. Is the, that a, that's a word that plumb like a plumb bob is a thing that you use regularly to like determine what is like straight up and down. It's like a level down. for yeah. s- space, huh. <laughs> like making sure that have space you, is level. Have you seen the the new Cosmos episode about uh, a bear's vagina? No, about, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's part of the Jesus. Cosmos. Have it's... you seen the new episode about? Uh, Lead in gasoline. I have not no. seen any episodes of the oh, new or the, the old new, Cosmos. You should watch. The, well, you should watch both, but you should definitely watch the new one. The new Sh- one it has a couple of episodes that are really, really powerful, actually. And one of them is this episode about is, is lead this and the gasoline. one about how the lead like gets into the soil and gets into everything? Makes Absol- absolutely makes every- teenagers the, crazy. The atmosphere, the soil, everything. Like we were. We were on a on a really bad uh, trajectory towards all kinds of lead-based problems until we removed it from the gasoline because mm. cars burning lead-based gasoline was doing all kinds of I, I had read an argument that um, the decline in crime since the 90s is attributable yeah, to I think that was Stephen Dubner. I think that was is his that, theory. F- is that Freakonomics, yeah. man? I thought that was... It was abortion. abortion. Yeah. Well, no, no. There, there was another one. You're okay. right. Th- I remember that one, too. That's a good one. That's a good theory, too. Um, this one was arguing that um, the best thing we can do to prevent crime is clean up the lead in the soil hmm. in cities that still have that. Okay. Because people are eating dirt. They presume that this they, that high levels of pica cause crime. Right. God, remember how free will is an illusion and everything is fucking horrifying it's if you really think scary. about it? Remember how free yeah. willy was an illusion? I yeah. don't think that movie existed None of those images were actually moving. It was they, just they a were... series of stills projected onto a <laughs> onto a big shiny screen yeah. Persistence that tricks your mind into thinking that you saw a whale. Uh, and Toby... McGuire? McGuire? Toby no. Fox? Uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Okay. I, I watched Beverly Hills Cop mm. over the weekend. Oh yeah, 
The original? Yeah. Do you still hate cops? Uh, I like those cops. They're very likable. Okay. Beverly Hills Cop is a great movie. Yeah. I, I, it was really well done. Do you still have an inc- incredible. Stuck in your head? No. Uh, there was another. So. I, I still love Axel, Axel F. It's yeah. a great song. But the song that popped out at me this time around was called Shoot Out. Okay. And it was just a like the part I, that I really like was just a really simple riff that like huh? starts up. Yeah. High, high riff uh, <laughs> that plays like over in the first 30 seconds of the song before it kicks in. But I, anyway, a banging soundtrack. Fantastic. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Is it all just instrumental synth songs? Uh-huh. I think huh. so. Except okay. for the stuff that's like just pop songs. Um, Eddie Murphy, incredibly likable, so good, and and actually so, a good so actor. Good. Like yeah. it, that wasn't clear to me until I rewatched this. Yep. No, I've, Judge I've Reinhold. Whatever happened to Judge Reinhold? That's a good question. I don't he know. was in. What, he was in um, Arrested Development. Oh, was he? Was he? Did he play Didn't a they? judge? Do I remember? Yeah, that? but it was like a ju- like wasn't ah uh, fuck. There was William Hung and the Hung Jury, and then they. Maybe maybe I'm imagining that Judge Reinhold was a part of that, but I I, I feel like he was. It it took the uh, the like cool guy like meets a bunch of really uptight people and like, helps them loosen up right. plot yeah. and put it in a police station. Yeah. So this is a ga- this is a movie about how a bunch of police learn to not follow the rules. Hmm. He was also, just he was like, like police also a good cop. He was like a, he was like he was like loose cannon slash good cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and this story is entirely about like these guys these guys are supposed to be likable, so they're portrayed as doing the right thing all, all right. the time. Yeah. Um but I'm it's like Mel Gibson kind of too, right? Like what? like when he was Oh, oh I forgot crazy. he was in that movie. Mel Gibson was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. No, in lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. Oh, okay, lethal he was weapon, also sort yeah. of like a like a loose cannon, but like really good cop. Uh, right. I'd have to rewatch that before I can form a judgment on that. But Die Hard, uh-huh. like these are all like cops that are like don't exactly play by the rules, but are all really like yeah exemplar. Yeah, he wasn't even like well, Serpico. He, yeah, is <laughs> a seventies. He wasn't doing much like okay. copping in in Die Hard. I, I feel like copping kind of feels. You, wait, I mean, I, like he was, he like he was like he was scoping going, out perps in the airport and trying to convince the like local authorities to like do anything. <laughs> that was Die Hard too. Die Hard. Oh, that was the no. Wait, was the first one? The, the first, first one was, one was the building, right? Sorry, in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, okay, that's fair. He was not actually doing any cop copping in the first. No, no, he was shooting dudes. That's true. Sorry, <laughs> so that's what cops do. Yeah, it's he was anyway walking I, on broken glass. Germans. He was yeah. He was. It's like that Annie Lennox song. Yeah. That anyway, song is about I, Die Hard. My, That's, that song <laughs> is actually just a novelization of the movie Die Hard. <laughs> I, I came away feeling really guilty for liking Beverly Hills Cop. Why? 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 It is a good movie. It's a good movie, but it's also like encouraging uh, police to play fast and loose with the rules. Uh, it's I think like copaganda. If there's, if there's any, any like riff. profession. Okay, okay <laughs> so attorneys as well. You, that you want to follow the rules really closely, it's police. Stop trying to rules lawyer lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Also, also lawyers. Lawyers should also follow the rules. I want cops to break the rules when the rules are dumb, and I want them to follow the rules when the rules are important. Do you want cops to decide when the rules are dumb, or do you want uh, them to consult I you? I kind of yeah, want that's, them to Yeah, that's what I want, too. Yeah. That's what we all want, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it's like laws. Anyway. We obey the ones we agree with. We disobey the ones we disagree True. with. Anyway, fucking banging soundtrack. Yep. Great music. I really want to listen to it now. Axel F. It's pretty, you know, it was weird that just like a soundtrack created synthesizer instrumental I searched would for, like become a pop song. Yeah. That I, was I searched on, for Axel F on YouTube and there's this video that's like Axel F played like apparently went in a bunch of game soundtracks as well. Axel F played by like 30 different personal computers of the 80s. It was on my first like keyboard synthesizer that I, my mom got me as a yeah. kid. Was Eddie Murphy's character in the movie named after him? Axel Foley. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 character's name. the song was named after the dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was just like a, the score. Not. Yeah. It, it was more of a score than a soundtrack. And right. so like yes. it was, you know, yeah. like... Princess Leia was not named after Leia's theme. Yeah, but. apparently the the song <laughs> Axel F was originally called uh, Banana Theme because it was written to score the scene where where he puts the banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, yeah. it puts the banana in the tailpipe, <laughs> or else it gets the car the... again, <laughs> or else it gets the hose again, yep. or else it gets court-martialed. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know what do they call it, or else it gives us his badge and gun. Right. It's, a, it's badge and gun. A shrimp salad sandwich. I had some I had some Korean barbecue yesterday, which I'd never had before. They bring you a bunch of meat. Uh, it was one of Amelia's friend's birthdays, and so we went to at a Korean barbecue restaurant. at a Korean barbecue restaurant. Is it like a Brazilian barbecue? Mm, I don't know what that is. What, it's what, there's they some, there are grills on the table, and they bring you a bunch of meat. Oh, they bring and then you raw meat. That you yeah, cook. and then you okay. cook the meat, which that is, is not like a Brazilian. Weirdly surprising to me because I don't know how they deal with the sort of liability associated with undercooked. Well, you, I think you are implicit in the, in the you. I didn't sign no eula. Is that you are responsible for? Did they serve any chicken? We didn't get any, but you can get chicken. Raw chicken? You can, yeah, and you can get shrimp. And there's a bunch of raw pork. Wow, it's, that is shocking to me that they will serve raw pork and chicken because those two definitely are. I guess they could also just make sure that they're not. Yeah, I've, I've seen ho- Korean barbecue places that where the you. They actually have a guy come to the table and cook it for you at the table. So it's just more like a slightly limited teppanyaki. Yeah, it's 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 way more fun to do it yourself, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. There's the, have you ever been to like a hot pot restaurant where they where oh, like, like shabu shabu where you have like the boiling, boiling water, water and you, and you dip, cook it you and dip meat in boiling mm-hmm. water. Yeah. I've been There's to like, like a, a tofu boiled tofu. steak. Fondue. A fondue. fondue, fondue yeah, yeah, that's fun. Oh man, yeah, fondue with, with just water, and chocolate, and that's. <laughs> Someone invented that. Yeah, just water fondant. Weird. Yeah. Like, they give you, like, an egg. <laughs> what, is a, what is a fondant? Is that, like, a... That's, like, a kind of, like, chocolate? It's, it's like I, it's like a confection, icing? like the stiff icing they yeah. use to make elaborate structural cakes. I don't okay. know what it's made out of. It's kind of I think it's, like, nasty. basically just sugar. Yeah, sugar and not, butter. It's not doesn't good taste for very eating. Good. It's yeah. a fondant fondue would not be very good. I, that sounds delicious. Okay. <laughs> What, what, wait, what are you dipping it in? You're yeah. just dipping sugar and chocolate. What do you? Well, I, was I mean, so what do you dip, dip into? Sugar. What do you dip into a chocolate fondue? Like strawberries, plum, fruit, fruit and maybe like a little bit of bread. Strawberries and fondant, probably yeah. pretty tasty. Strawberries lead, and plums, weights. and yeah, just <laughs> bit lumps of lead, and you just fire yeah. a shotgun into it, and uh, then and then fish, you fish pipe it into the, your house through a graveyard. Through a graveyard, yes, so that it's haunted on the way out. Uh huh. Okay. I. I was I was at I, I feel sure I've told this story before, but I like it, so I'm going to tell it again. I was at PAX. I was talking to um, oh man, I can't remember the dev's name. 
He's the guy who made uh, Weapon of Choice. The music video? Um, and Grapple Buggy. Uh, some XBLA games. Or XBLIG. Anyway, I was he lives in Indiana. And I was trying to convince him to move to Oakland because we have hot and cold running beans on tap. Huh. Is that Is real he, or was that just a propaganda move? I was I was lying. Okay. Um, and I, like Tim Rogers, I, I pulled him over because I saw him passing by. And Tim, I don't know if you guys know Tim, but he loves to lie. Mm-hmm. So I thought he'd just be really into this. And I asked him to vouch for like, yeah, you like you can get the refried or the pinto, and you can change once a month, and they just co- it comes right out of the tap, cooked, and you can if you're late for a meeting, you just like go under the tap, and there's your meal, there's your breakfast, you don't have to cook anything, and he didn't understand. He was like, what you mean like at Berkeley Bowl? <laughs> Tim, you got to back me up here. Yeah, I would have thought he would be uh, faster on his feet than that. <laughs> I don't think it was your fault that he didn't pick up the, the <laughs> what bit. What we're putting down. <laughs> yeah. Stepping, stepping in what I'm putting down. His game finally came out. Video ball, yeah. yeah. Did you play it? I, no. If I had played it, it would have been like two years ago, but not even then. I know literally nothing about it. Uh, it's a, a sports game with like asteroid ships. Sports as in like you're trying to get a ball and a goal. Okay. It's supposed to be really good. It was apparently really good two years ago, and like, I, there's no way it's going to recoup what it costs to make because they spent an extra two years on it, and it's not clear what we got out of it. I'm sure Tim could tell us what he got out of it out of those two years. The last ten percent. Yep. Is this the same Tim Rogers who's known for writing very, very long and elaborate game reviews? Yes. Okay. Same guy. I like those reviews. Oh, yeah. Very entertaining. Also full of lies. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. See, you can't trust the games press. It's true. It's called New Games Journalism. Hmm. You guys want to do some listeners' mails? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Seba writes, I'm sorry for contributing to fucking up Puzzled Pint, but I guess I'm a dork that goes to Guns N' Roses shows. Speaking of Puzzled Pint, is that something you need to bring a ready-made team for, or can a local show up solo and get paired up? It is can show up solo. Yeah, you can. Um, the people are generally pretty nice, and if you say, "Hey, I'm looking for a team," like we will probably be able to point you at a team that we know is full of nice people, or another solo puzzler. Also, like if you're good at puzzles, doing it solo is not. Yeah, but it's not tricky. It's less fun. But it's a social like the whole thing is kind of a social event. So there is there is enjoyment in working with another person or two or three. Tunders writes, Hey guys, console player from a young age here. I just wanted to offer the differing opinion on clickable joysticks. I personally like clicking in the joysticks because you don't have to move your thumbs off the sticks to perform an action. Hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't have any I mean, problem you could, with them. You could push the bumper with your index finger. But you're only... You're like you, All you have are thumbs and you're, like, you're using the like floor as you're the... Like all thumbs? You're all thumbs. It's like when I was playing Gyromite as a kid, and I didn't have Robbie the Robot, or R-O-B, Robotic Operating Buddy, rather. Uh-huh. And so I had to play the R-O-B part by putting my toes on an NES Advantage. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, okay, all right, if you only have thumbs, I get it. I played through Gyromite like that. Yeah? <laughs> with your toes? No, not with my toes, just with using the other controller. Yeah. So the other controller emulated what Robbie was doing? Rob could only press 
A or B. Like the output that Rob gave to the NES we, was limited like, to the two that, buttons. Okay. It was like a gyroscope happening over there, right? The like, way that gyromite worked, yeah. Th- so there was... Oh, that's why it's called gyromite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so uh, there was shit. he had he had huge if true he so uh, there was like a, a housing that had a motor and two little platforms and so you would have to have him pick up the gyroscope from a from a little holster put it in the motor for a while to get it spinning mm. it was a thing where w- when you drop the gyroscope in the gravity would trigger a switch and it would spin then you would grab the gyroscope with his arms rotate him over drop it onto one of the platforms, which was then would then just push one of the buttons on the controller, which would toggle either the red or the blue So you're actively gates making in Gyromite. Rob do this. You yeah. when you hit select, it switches the screen to a mode that is sending Rob your controller I never push select playing Gyromite. Through the I mean that's how you play it if you're playing it with Rob. Yeah. Right? You so the screen goes blue and it starts doing whatever it like whatever Rob is paying attention to to get him to move. So you're controlling him with the with the buttons and the joystick, right? Yeah. To rotate and move his arms up and down and open and close his arms. Uh, so then it's a matter of managing the sort of momentum of the gyroscope. Yeah. Right? It's like timing puzzles. Really, really not fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, but that actually puts, you know, so in Gyromite, my experience with it was that you'd hold A or B to make pistons go up and down and it's a puzzle platformer where sometimes you need the pistons to be up and sometimes you need them to be down. And that sounds way harder than what oh, yeah, I was yeah. doing. Yeah. Even the yeah. trivially easy gyromite levels are a giant pain in the ass to play them with the actual robot. So they balanced that game around yeah. the timing. Yeah, that's, a re- that's really interesting. Jeremy Parrish did a really uh, good video breaking it all down and also just the history of Rob in general and stuff. Nice. I that's think great. it's on his Good Intentions series, although I don't remember for certain. But if you look it up in YouTube, you'll find it. Cool. W- Windracer writes, just wanted to let you know that playing Moirai was the first time I ever actually paused the podcast when you told me to, then played the game, and then resumed the podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, good. It's a, that's a lot easier sell with a 10-minute game. Yeah. yeah. It also and depends on when you're listening to the podcast, right? Because if you're out on a run, you're not going to do that. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, maybe you will. Maybe you got that computer from um, Electric Dreams that you can play video games on via a wrist-mounted terminal. Sure. Did you ever see the movie Electric Dreams? No. What was the, the, the... Do regular sheep have those? The premise is that there's a nerd guy and he has his whole life computerized. But this is in the 80s, so it's all weird. And he spills champagne on his computer, which causes it to spontaneously form an AI that is a sexy lady that he falls in love with. That seems that, unlikely. That seems like very weird science. Yeah, like the, it was the same the same, same vintage, uh, like Explorers, you know. I don't remember the sexy lady in Explorers. Well, there wasn't a sexy lady in it. The, well, so I more mean, like I guess mannequin. That, that alien lady was pretty sexy at the end. Yeah, fair enough. She just had lipstick on. That's that's a universal designator for sexy. <laughs> um, <laughs> a pink bow. You know, size noodles. <laughs> um, wait, yeah, size noodles is the woman with a huge like the lipstick on the end of a tube. Yes. I mean, that's normally how lipstick comes, but you know what I mean. Uh, 
No, Explorers was more just like a, oh, like all we have to do is build the right circuit and then it's magic. Right. Right. I mean, it's like when people were first starting to see circuits, they're like, that could do anything. It was the real promise of a new age. I should watch Electric Dreams again. I remember really liking it when I was a kid. I have to imagine it is it fucking sounds, terrible. Yeah, it sounds like it would not hold up. It had cool computer stuff, you know? Like, the guy had, like, a weird wrist thing that was, like, a terminal that he could talk to to talk to his computer. Did you guys see The Prestige? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to spoil it, but, like, I feel like the turn in that movie was trying to recreate the mood of the late 19th century where it seemed like electricity could do anything. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I thought that was a really neat trick. Tesla gets a lot of credit for doing everything. Yep. Right? Now it's VR. It's going to do everything. Or stem cells. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or stem like, VR. Yeah, stem VR. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I have to thread through all of the people telling me that you can do... Did you guys know that you can do non-lethal takedowns in Deus Ex Human Revolution? I we, did. We talked about that last week. Um, I've done a lot of them at this point. Okay, hey, here's a naked Jew. I will explain all of your Jew questions in order. Nice. Eggs are not dairy. Eggs are parv, which is... New. Look, I know eggs are not dairy. That wasn't a question about yeah. Judaism. That yeah, was just... We know that. Uh, <laughs> eggs are parv, which is neutral. You can have them with either dairy or flesh. It is true that Jews who keep kosher do not mix dairy and poultry. The classical rabbis include all flesh of poultry and beef in the interpretation of the verse in question. There was some far-flung variety of isolated communities where the practice was to eat poultry and dairy together, but this was a vanishingly small minority of observant Jews. Fish, by the way, are parv. People who outright hire a Gentile to hang around doing things for them in their personal homes are generally looked down on. Huh. Most synagogues will have a staff of custodians, etc., to deal with the needs of the congregation, like air conditioning, heating, etc. But indeed, there's a concept called directing the Gentile, and it's a generally prohibited loophole. Oh, wow. You do have to check lettuce really carefully for aphids and thrips, but it's not because some are kosher and some aren't. None are. This is clearly a conflation slash garbling with the fact that certain types of locusts are listed as kosher. Oh, wow. Hmm. Wow. If you want to eat some chocolate-covered locusts, you got to check the label. Okay. Yep. See if it has that little O-U in it. Oh, I, love, I love, like, being schooled on, like, garbage that I learned second or third hand oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 20 years ago. Oh, this is great. It's so good. Yeah, thank you, Anaka Jew. Uh, let's try to get some more stuff wrong about uh, Judaism so that Anaka Jew will have a reason to write into us. I, I really enjoy I do too. this back and forth so much. It's so good. Maybe they could... Maybe a naked dude could just make up some stuff to s- about Jews that's wrong and then correct oh, himself. Oh, yeah, he could feed it to us. Oh. Mm. He could, like, uh, he could, that way uh, we don't Cyrano, get he right could Cyrano like, de Bergerac us, except, like, the anti-Semitic version of Cyrano like if, de Bergerac. If we, like, start saying random stuff, just make stuff up, we might accidentally get it right, and then he couldn't write in. Well, he could, he could confirm. By anti-Semitic, I just mean incorrect about Jews. Right. 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 I don't want to... I don't want to give you guys the wrong impression here about what I want a naked Jew to do. I bet I bet a naked Jew has an adorable child at this point. I think that, so. That child was cooking a long time ago. Yep. I heard Jews have adorable children. Mike, tell us about your adorable child. There have to send in just you, no other listeners. I don't care about your children. I only care about Mike's child. Mike, send us some adorable <laughs> anecdotes about your child. Wasn't this child an egg? Didn't he marry a bird? Do I remember that? Yes. He did. Yeah, but that, that has to have hatched. The egg hatches into a child. Look, oh, okay. Riff, you really don't know anything about Jews. I just don't know anything about eggs. They're parv. 
uh, which is right. neutral. Oh, They're neither dairy true. nor flesh. All right. I know one so thing. So you do know. So, so you said aphids and not aphids. I meant aphids. Okay. Did I say aphids? I thought you did. It was. I, I remember it being oddly pronounced. What was the other one? He said aphids and something. And thrips. Uh, that I just trusted him was a real thrips? word. Yep. Didn't look it up. I didn't even, I, Wow, that just escaped my consciousness entirely. What the hell's a thrip? I don't know. Uh, it's one more than a twip. I guess. Have you guys played any video games? I've not um, played any new video games. I have just played video games that I've played in the past. I wanted to, cor- I wanted to issue a uh, correction slash uh, amendment to last week when I said that Rust Bucket was not a roguelike game. Because all I had played was half of the game, which was the designed sort of puzzle levels. But there's an entire additional half of the game, which is just straight up a uh, roguelike game. Hmm. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's really fun. It's just procedurally generated, wandering around a dungeon. How how had you missed this other half of the game? Is it like the it second is, half? Like a, or? It's not... I don't know that it opens sequentially. I think you could play either half to begin with, but I, it was just the second option in the menu. <laughs> Oh, and so I had. Are they I had like interacted with it? Are they not intertwined? In, is is it like two separate games just under the same cartridge? The basic, the basic, the the so puzzle levels progress from easy to hard, as does the roguelike. But it, the roguelike does it way faster. I think if you play the puzzle levels, it like has tutorialization built in. It introduces enemies very gradually. Yeah, and, and weapon new weapons and stuff. And yeah, that that's a uh, the. Riff, what's the name of the series that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon stems from? Sheeran the Wanderer. Sheeran the Wanderer. Or yeah, that, possibly that, like, Izuma the Legend of the Unemployed Oh, Legend Ninja? of Unemployed Ninja. Yeah. I don't Shirin I don't I don't know what I was of thinking of. Like, the Sheeran was. The Sheeran descended roguelikes will often have like a designed first half and then a, open, a, a traditional, more traditional dungeon that's just like dive as deep as you can. Yeah, I mean Spelunky is kind of like that. The oh. tutorial is completely authored. Yeah, that's are true. The authored? The, 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 the tutorial tutorials are. Is. Oh, but um, that, that's like ten minutes versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, these games tend to like have a experience. You might say you finish the game when. You, oh, I see. Oh, when you complete the like. When you, I, my experience of Izuma yeah. at least was that it was obviously randomly generated dungeons like right off the bat yeah and i i can't quite remember pokemon mystery dungeon but i believe that dungeons were generated but it was still much friendlier and less roguelikey i remember seeing a talk by matt ricks at i think gdc when uh, he was talking about train yard he's like uh my secret was uh i reframed the tutorial as the game and then reframed what I thought was the game as bonus puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> because that made it so that people would actually play the game, which was like all the simple stuff, and then would feel if they wanted to dive into what I thought was like actually interesting and hard, like bonus puzzle wow. levels. Like that's what they like. They thought so his they were tutorial like, was like a campaign of a hundred bespoke puzzles. Yeah, basically, like it was. Huh. Like yeah. effectively, because it was like it, it, like the the puzzles that he considered actually interesting all became bonus puzzles. I feel like that happens a lot in game design nowadays. Is like designers will create a game that they think is really fun, 
but it's just way too it's hard. It's way too hard for any normal person, so right. they put that at the end as bonus material. Yeah. Or they put it under like a like a difficulty selector where like the highest difficulty is the one the designer thinks is fun. But that's probably the right way to Agreed. do yeah. it. Agreed, you know? but often I mean, it means you're not really engaging with the game as intended unless you, until you put 100 hours in. And I mean, is authorial intent important? Yeah, you could argue either way. Right. I think that, and I think that's important. I think it's important for us to recognize that, like, someone creates something, puts it in the world, and the way in which people interact with it doesn't necessarily line up with the way that the author intended. But yep. it's not necessarily makes it invalid. Wow, that actually reminds me of a conversation that I had with Amelia yesterday about a thing that I saw out in the world that was interesting. So, do you guys did you see in person or in photographs? Those Trump statues that were built so in a photograph every of the sack of one, yeah. Okay, so it was basically just a, a statue of Trump naked with no balls and a tiny penis, but more or less like the way that Trump's body kind presumably of is. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of a like pink, uh, yeah, like a like a yeah, like a paunchy middle aged guy, and. Those statues simultaneously appeared in like five cities. Oh, wow. I thought it was just or San Francisco and New York. Maybe it was. I thought that it was just San Francisco and New York, but then I... I think it was more uh, than that. Certainly. But then I, when, I, when I read about it, it said five cities. Okay. Uh, yesterday, when I was... Uh, we'd played some board games at the office, and I was giving Ollie and his girlfriend a ride back to their place in the Castro. On the corner where that statue was, there was a man shaped more or less exactly like that statue standing naked on the corner just flipping through a series of signs about like not body shaming and like yeah it was like that's kind of incredible i was really impressed with that guy wow like so there was a part of me that really really wanted to be angry about the sort of twitter spheres response to that original art piece which was like hey this is offensive to the wrong people like you know this is not like there are messages in this other than the message that you are trying to get out there and because of that you shouldn't have done it like that's a thing that I can imagine like especially like five years ago me being really really frustrated by that sentiment and I thought I feel like having a man go out and do it mm-hmm. by standing naked on a street corner is like you can't not listen to that mm. right because there is no investment in being outraged on twitter that doesn't mean that the sentiment of the outrage is wrong but i used to really tend to dismiss stuff like that because it is free to say on facebook that you're going to go to a party Right. So people will say they're going to go to every fucking party and then they don't show up, which is why RSVPs on Facebook are meaningless, right? It's free to get outraged to make yourself look like one of the good guys to all of your the people that are in your tribe, you know? Like, But it's no effort to express that sentiment. And for a long time, I kind of felt like that also meant that there was no value in the expression of that sentiment and I was more likely to blow off what those people were saying because of the effortlessness with which they were saying it. Yeah. And in this case, I was like, yeah, okay, I can kind of see this. Like, I don't think the guy shouldn't have built the Trump statues. I think it, 
even just creating that conversation was interesting. But yeah, man, the the like response performance art was just I don't know. Like I'm really happy that that happened. I didn't see any coverage of it. So the idea being like make fun of Trump if you want, but don't make fun don't of him for, for being fat or don't make fun of him having a small dick or yeah, don't or, make fun of him for not having balls. Or like, like, and don't make fun of him for like, because his family had a weird name. Trump. Yeah, that's something that really grossed me out, you know, back when it was, it was a popular thing to do. Like, you know, foreigners sure okay. sound funny. I am that's, like, I am as anti-Trump as you can get. And I am just fucking had it with the internet about Trump. Like, I should probably just turn on that Twitter feature that just silences anything that has that word in it, but then I worry I would miss if somebody killed him or something (laughs) that I actually would want to hear about. (laughs) But, like... I actually have the word Trump and, like, related election words filtered out, and I still see shit about the election. People will often just, like... What about the movie election? I never see anything about that. Mm. See, that's people are talking about that all the time, and it's really good. How about it's, it's good when movie. people are talking about like bridge games or other card games? That I don't, I don't Trump. see that either because they do use the word Trump. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about natural selection? Uh, that that game didn't really sell so well. I think. Well, the first one was free, right? And right. The second one didn't sell, right? You know, they're trying to be the next Dota. Turns out they were the next. What's um, what's a mod that was popular that I forgot about that went away and didn't become the next Dota or the next Counter Strike? I can only remember the ones that were popular. Yeah, I know. What was that, that one the way? That, that Overwatch cock blocked? Um, oh, I don't remember that. It was Battleborn. Battleborn. That wasn't a that wasn't a Half Life mod though. No. Or a Warcraft Three mod either. Defense of the Ancients. Good old Defense of Those Ancients. You know, those giant tree people? Mm. You would think they'd be able to defend themselves. I mean, if they got to be ancient. Well, but they were ancient, like, you know, they were around before people, before there were, like, arrows that you could set on fire. Because mm. that will fuck a tree right up. Maybe they're only ancient because people have been defending them. Hmm. Were they called ancients in in the Warcraft story? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to ask if they were called ancients even when they were young. But were they in the question. Warcraft story? Is there like an analog, to, or do they appear in World of Warcraft? Because I don't remember any of that. Yeah, the Darnassus is full of them. They're, they're like oh, those walking around ant guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I was assuming you were talking if, about something more majestic. Thinking of the right guys, those guys had the best best death animation. Yeah, they well, when you critical them or whatever, when you when you Oh, the ones where them, they just yeah. suddenly slide apart like a kung fu, like a, they'd been cut open by a katana yeah, in a comedy yeah. kung fu yeah. movie. Yeah. I think that was just the little ones. I don't know if the Antlings. giant ones okay. had Yeah. That was like the human scale ones that you could fight. I mean, I those guys are those guys. usually pretty, pretty badass. Why do, why do they need defending? <laughs> well, because they can definitely compare the, can uh, defend themselves. So, I mean, they the, they were producing a bunch of creeps themselves, right? So it's like maybe they're just defending each other. They're def- they need defending from each other because mm. they're just spawning a bunch of you know footmen's. Yeah. 
creeps marching across the map. Are the creeps different? I think the creeps are the things out in the world that the you kill for are XP. The guys with the egg avatars on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. John Waters. Mm. Does does he have an egg? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. There's that song about them, right? Mm-hmm. The eggs. There's several. There's that. There's the TLC song about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some. Um, Don't go chasing eggs. There's that Radiohead song about them. Idiotag. It's like idiotech, but egg. <laughs> right. So, uh, speaking of World of Warcraft, I went and played all the World of Warcraft pre-expansion content this past weekend. What did you think about it? I, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I worried that I was overselling it. No, nah, it was it was <laughs> fun. It was certainly fun enough that I spent way too many hours playing it on Saturday and Sunday until I got the entire outfit and a fully leveled weapon that I'm going to be discarding like over my shoulder after three quests when the when the expansion actually drops but I Yeah, I guess I that's did more anyway. true of a weapon than of anything else because this whole expansion is about you getting a weird artifact weapon and like yeah. leveling it up with you as you go. So you have the oh, same wow. weapon the entire game. Yeah. That's cool. For this expansion, yeah. So everybody has their own same weapon? It's very personalizable, which is oh, how okay. they get around that. Like, you can you make some cosmetic decisions about it pretty early mm-hmm. on. But, yeah, like, every elemental shaman is going to have fist weapons. Yep. Huh. I don't want the, fist uh, weapons. The new um, transmog stuff they did is really cool, though. It's super what is helpful. That? It's, they, they ran, I guess they just ran a script or something. They just had enough data going back to the beginning of everybody's account that it knows what quests you've done and what quest rewards you've picked and it check it, it gives you a list of basically every piece of armor that you have ever owned that they could possibly wow. find out that you owned and but by checking like your void storage what's in your void storage what's in your bank what have you ever earned from quests and it now just you pull up an encyclopedia of every piece of armor you've ever had and you can you can pick what you want your current armor to look like so you no longer need to hold on to you, a bunch yep, of garbage you stuff no longer to have transmog. to keep any of it wow unless unless you like the only reason you would want to keep something i guess it would be if you would want to like if I, as a leather wearer, wanted to wear a cloth piece, uh, you, yeah. you you can't transmog for that at all, so you would have to have the, the physical object. You can't go down a level or whatever? Right. Is it only... It's only across the same tier? Yeah. Yeah, I can only transmog for leather stuff. Could, uh, could a le- cloth wearer ever wear anything above cloth i don't think so with transmog i don't th- i don't think they've ever had that it. ability yeah okay i don't i don't think you can you can even equip it so okay. so you wouldn't be able to get the uh yeah yeah it, it doesn't uh it doesn't it, it it doesn't even give you those options in your in your book but yeah it's, that means it's a warrior could dress like dress up like a wizard but not the other way around uh if that warrior had wizard gear in their bag they could put it on but sure. they wouldn't be getting couldn't, warrior couldn't they do that anyway? out of it no but yeah. they could transmog their their warrior gear in to look like to like like cloth gear no no that, oh they the, can't no they can't sorry oh. they're misunderstanding here the the you 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 can only transmog 
your your favored type of armor into other of that favored type of armor. Uh, you, okay. So you can still wear actual gear that is lower than that, but but that's it. I assume I did not actually try putting on any cloth. I assume it's still possible for a leather wearer to put on cloth. I don't. I don't. They may have changed that for all I know. But you can't transmog cloth into cloth or whatever as a leather wear. Correct. I was reading about it. So you can buy transmog sets like appearances now mm -hmm. for things that you can't equip, but I think that's because they're all account bound. So you can buy plate appearances right, so that on an account that doesn't wear plate so that an alt that does wear plate can right. make their plate look like. I see. I also think they've changed it so that any character that will eventually be able to wear plate starts out able to wear plate. Hmm. That's cool. You don't you don't get the new armor type at forty anymore. Hmm. Used to be the life began at forty. <laughs> they uh I also went and did all like the little quests so that you go it it has you you know, you go to Alduar for a little bit and then you go to Karazhan for a little bit, and that's pretty cool. Although they drag yeah. you they drag you through it pretty quick. You don't really get to hang out there, but it was it was cool having like an official reason to go see it again. Did you did, when you went and did that? Did you notice there's like a new little area in Karazhan? Mm -mm. If you, I wasn't familiar enough with it. If you go if you go around the base of the tower, I'm pretty sure this is new because I'm pretty sure I would have seen this because I do a ton of like old old content rating. But uh, there's now like a stairway that goes down underneath the tower to. Medivh's basement and if you just imagine what like the cluttered basement of a wizard would look like it looks exactly like that and it's amazing it's like whoever put this little area together went through the catalog of of all the props in the game just looking for all the glowing animated magical bullshit in the game and said i'll take one of these and one of these and one of these and just made like five or six rooms just stacked up with this crap and it looks so cool <laughs> what are they awesome. what is the internal word for those things uh doodads doodads yeah. yeah every once in a while you will see one you would see one oh, that didn't with have, that, that didn't have a name in the database and so it would just be like doodad underscore two one seven five six yeah we're like ah neat yeah is that for any decoration or yeah just any like sort of 3d modeled object that's out in the world right yeah, it's pretty Reusable cool. ones, apparently. Uh, I miss World of Warcraft. Yeah, you know, if you could, if you could trust yourself, I would recommend that you nope. check it out. Not even a little bit. Yep. I'm. I'm. Man, imagine all the chivos Speckler would have. <laughs> I'm definitely It'll not planning hard. to get as hard into it as I have sometimes. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the friggin' pet battles. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna even try and prevent myself from even bothering to collect the pets because i've got plenty of regular actual pokemon to play kevin what you and i need is an exo self and like an exo exoskeleton yeah like a self existing outside of this self like uh -huh. a clone oh so like a michael keaton multiplicity situation <laughs> that think it's like a, a mr mom that Did you turn the mom upside down and it becomes wow and it plays <laughs> wow for uh -huh. you what i was imagining is that 
you and I would play WoW, uh-huh. and the Exo Self would stop us from playing WoW when it was time. Like a oh, like, a, like an you alarm would do, clock. Do your jobs for you. Oh no, that's a that's a duplicate self. I'm Exo Self, like much like an exoskeleton. Stops I see. You from so just like World an external of... ego. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have an alarm clock on my phone, right? But that doesn't stop me necessarily. Right. But the exo self would have power you. over you. Oh. I do, as as loath as I am to say this. Because you started me on the World of Warcraft thing. I know. I think you could handle it now. Mm. Because you are not depressed the way that you were then and you have not been depressed in that way in love, many many years i still years. love the idea of it so much like it was the game it's that i always wanted good now <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> i mean that isn't really true it, yeah I don't, something I don't know that that's true so something that struck me while playing these events is that there are all of these crazy demon things out in the world when you're doing these events. They're not really out in the world, right? Like, they're just sort of in these dungeons that you get silently teleported into when you go to a zone mm-hmm. that looks exactly like the zone. Yeah. And it's like... Instance. Yeah, it's it's instanced. But, but what that means is that it, there's always something going on that's fun for you to do. So that's great. But it's less sort of meaningful in that it's like you know that not everyone in the world is seeing this at the same time, which is right. it was yeah, important. Yeah, and, and you then. can tell because just looking at the map where, because it gives you the little icon on the world map of where the invasions are happening, and it'll say this this invasion is open for another hour and a half, and if you and that'll tick down. So if you wait a half an hour before going, it'll say there's an hour left of this. But when you get there, the event is only just started. Yeah. Um, but these giant demon spires that are dotting the landscape of everywhere when the invasions are happening are a little bit less impressive than they would have been in a vanilla World mm. of Warcraft context because everything in the world is fucking crazy now (laughs) like everywhere you go there are these giant spectacular things shooting beams of light into the sky and shit floating and like the stuff that that used to be everywhere yeah the stuff that used to be like a really interesting sauce like the like just crazy more supernatural than usual things going on Mm -hmm. that was like your reward for getting somewhere hard to get to or a rare treat that you would see in some out-of-the-way corner of the world. Just everywhere. Everywhere is like that now. It's just this kind of like cacophony of wonder. It doesn't ramp up from level one to like amazeballs? I suppose it might, but there is stuff like Elwyn Forest was not messed with that much mm-hmm. in Cataclysm, but a lot of the starting zones were. And in those, there is stuff that is like, do you remember how amazing it was when you got to Silithus the first time, mm-hmm. and there were those just giant spires with the yeah, textures pr- of the bugs swarming around them? Everywhere. Like, there is a th- there is a thing on Darkshore now that is way more visually impressive than that. Yeah, like level 10 as a night elf. There's just this cyclone sweeping trees up and hurling them into the sky all the time, constantly. That's five times the size of those spires and silithus. Like, it's just that. It's, It's like the... And I can't fault 
the live team for wanting to add crazy stuff using this the tools that they have for crazy stuff but it's it's kind of like how in developing KOL content Josh always really wanted to put like those moon related enchantments on things they were a thing that was really interesting that we had introduced to to put in very sparingly because they were really really powerful some of the time and useless some of the other time but if you're just scanning the list as a World of Warcraft content developer of like shit you can do I think everybody is going to gravitate towards the big impressive things and now we have a world where that ethic has been applied to it for so long that just everything is yeah bombastic yeah. A, a bunch of local decisions add up to something where yeah bombast becomes kind of meaningless yeah but just because it's so normalized yeah that said i can certainly appreciate these world events as something that would have been fucking amazing then and are still pretty fun now mm-hmm. so we should write a letter to blizzard explaining that their next patch should be just to remove 90 percent of the cool shit from their <laughs> game mm-hmm. i heard there's going to be another quest coming out on uh tuesday so you oh know, yeah yeah apparently they're they're there might uh, what i heard was that they're doing a quest every week so that means there there might be another one next tuesday but that would mean that like, one has like all of a day before the actual content patch comes oh out you mean tuesday time. is in like tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. oh okay because we're recording on a Monday. was the karazhan quest new as of a week ago i didn't know if that rolled out or if it was like a thing where i had finally done enough of the it invasions is apparently it... new yeah it's, okay. it's uh i'm pretty sure the broken store broken store the broken shore stuff came out first and then yeah like a week later was karazhan I got the I got the achievement for doing this was an accident for doing all of the invasions. Yeah, me like too. an invasion in every zone. I had to Chicken I had to pot. I had to hang around for a while to get it cuz I it kept spawning the same ones over and over. But yeah. I think there I were only like five or six of six them. Six of them, right? yeah. Yeah. Um and the demons apparently aren't interested in uh invading Northrend or Pandaria yeah. or whatever the island is from the last or even like the left half of either continent (laughs) yeah okay that's yeah i mean maybe the fabric between the dimensions is is only thin in certain places yeah yeah where a lot of wizard shit happened you know for a while there were two dalarans oh really just because yeah. they they didn't uh, didn't delete the one before they moved it. Yep, like a panoramic photo glitch kind of a thing. It, it was th- this quest involved you going to Dalaran, which has for because of the demonic invasion been teleported to floating above Karazhan or above Deadwind Pass, which is where Karazhan is. So that was neat, and I was like, all right, I have this quest to go to go to Dalarand over Deadwind Pass. I'm like why is it saying it like that? And then I took a portal to Dalaran and it was like, nope, this is the old Dalaran in Northrend. What? <laughs> well, that sucks. And then I went back to like Orgrimmar so, and yeah. then took the portal to the different Dalaran. Are they theming it which, like alternate reality stuff? Nope, they are just not bothering. And that yeah, is some no. shit that they never they, would they, have done. Oh, no, they they totally don't bother with the time conundrums anymore. Because like, they, the, um, 
the I never did the last part of the solo content for Warlords, where you actually go and explore whatever that last jungle zone is. So there's a character in my garrison who is now explicitly dead, offering me this quest to go fight in this jungle for him. <laughs> Oh right, one of the one of the because the, like the the broken shores, the broken store event, yeah, that kills a leader on each side. Yeah, is that what, is that who it is? Yeah, that's who I mean. I was huh. feeling non-spoilery. To, all they need to justify this is like a paragraph of quest text. Yeah, and I guess I, I have no like no right to complain unless I've read every one of the paragraphs of quest text that would explain it. Yeah. I mean, so they want this stuff to be available to people whether they buy the expansion or not, and I wonder if Dalaran doesn't move if you don't buy the new expansion. Hmm. Jeez. That's gotta be really confusing for developers on that side. What if you've bought, like, two expansions but not the others? I think you can't. I yeah. think I think that when you buy an expansion now it just comes with all the previous expansions. Yeah. All the mm. all like all the changes that Cataclysm made to the basic world happen whether or not you actually buy. Cataclysm. Yeah, I think that was the exception and not the rule though. Huh. They would have had to have done that one that way. Yeah. Although they've apparently like sharded off like the cities are now sharded such that you'll yeah because i mean what would happen if you start a if you start a new level one character and get to the part of the game where dalaran is is where it was before when you say before do you mean like northrend or do you mean like on the shore of that lake uh, <laughs> on the ground well northrend yeah i don't think well, i don't think it ever so it was always missing was from the, the shore of the lake yeah. the city was never the city was never there in the, it was in that bubble well yeah but you it. couldn't get in the bubble you couldn't get into it, but oh, but it. it also didn't look like Dallas. Yeah, sure, okay, all right. I th I had thought that that was like that sphere was like a remnant of where they had teleported it out. I'm pretty sure it was that was just it was just in a bubble protected from the outside world. Hmm. Where did they get like food and stuff? They're they're they wizards. Yeah, they yeah. they eat mana biscuits and shit. Mana biscuits. Mm. I remember looking in sharper image catalogs where you could buy these closed off like glass globes that had like a self-perpetuating like oh, moss yeah, like and, some yeah. algae and some brine shrimp and shit yeah and they would apparently like they could live for like five years in there in that closed system provided only with sunlight so maybe Dalaran is just populated with algae and brine shrimp yeah okay yeah. sea monkeys with are pretty the Kirin, just the Kirin Tor are just sea monkeys yeah, yeah. yeah. sure I played uh, speaking of wizards I played a game called Waltz of the Wizard on the uh, on the HTC Vive, is this is this a game that might have a puzzle in it? Yeah, it definitely has a puzzle in it. Um, you should play it. Okay. Uh, is is it a dancing game? No, it is a. Uh, there's nothing to do with a waltz. Oh. Basically, you are standing at a desk in a wizard's tower, and there's a bunch of like equipment on the desk that you use to like make potions, and then those potions become spells that you can cast using your hands, which are just Ooh. represented as hands by the controllers. And it's just a huge... It's like that secret shop thing that Valve did, except way more interactive and not Dota. Apparently, that thing was from Dota. Huh. Uh, there's... 
you can get a spell that lets you throw fireballs, and then there's a bunch of different things that will happen when you throw fireballs at different stuff that's around you. There is a little xylophone that you can play songs on that will open rifts that teleport you into weird little kind of vignettes that are kind of meant to just be scary VR experiences. Um, but there's a hidden one that I was able to, like, by accident reveal a couple of the notes of, but I didn't find all of them. I suspect that, Kevin, if you play it, you will. You will find all of them and figure out what the the hidden area is. Um, it's neat, though. It's just like you're in a wizard's workshop mm. and you're throwing things into a cauldron. And That sounds really cool. I hope a bunch of really these is. come out for the PlayStation 4 one because that's likely to be the only one I get. I don't think that's going to happen, Riff. You don't think it'll happen so for sad. another VR? For a different VR? No. The PlayStation VR is so low-powered compared to everything else. Is it? Yeah. Even with the uh the new the PlayStation PS two point five two point five. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It's a play it's like a PlayStation with a GameCube tape to it. <laughs> <laughs> um I also played this phone game called Hidden My Game by Mom, which is really, so really fun. charming. It's really um, good. It's just like the simplest like kind of point and click game where there's just these different scenarios where your mom has you're a little Japanese kid and your mom has hidden your 3DS and you uh oh so you have to play on the iPhone until you find your 3DS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no. The the objective of each level is to find your 3DS. So and like it starts in, off so normal. It starts then... off like oh it's behind some books on this shelf and then yeah. like by the third or fourth level it's like oh she hid it inside the mouth of this crocodile that's in my room and so yeah. <laughs> I have to go over here and get a stick to put in the crocodile's jaws <laughs> so that I can retrieve the 3DS without the crocodile biting my arm off. Sounds incredible. And the mom is always hiding in the room somewhere and if you accidentally re- reveal her the walls of the room are blue, and oftentimes, she, like, one time she's just wearing all blue clothes and standing where the lamp normally is. <laughs> it's really, like, it's just super charming. It's really good. Sounds great. It, yeah, it's, it's really good. The The translation is so bad that I feel like it's on purpose. Sure. This company has made a tremendous number of iPhone games. Oh, have they? Yeah, and they all have the same art style, and a lot of them are really weird. It just, it just seems like this kind of charming shovelware. Uh, I got stuck on level twenty-eight for a while because that was the one that sort of broke the fourth wall a bit. Hmm. I don't know. Have you? Have, did you finish it? No, I haven't. It manifests it. a 3DS in your room. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go buy the game in the 3DS eShop, right? And then <laughs> stole. Then you f- you're hidden, hidden my iPhone by mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I really, really wish there was a way that I could just pay to not have ads in this game. Yeah. The the irony of that, I don't. Maybe you haven't gotten to this level. There's there's a bit where that's actually it's actually important that there's ads. Hmm. Yep. That's <laughs> that's it's incredible. Right. It's, I like that. Yeah. No. It's so it's, much. It's good. So. I, I would play through it. Like, it does not take long to finish, and it is it continues to be amusing the entire time. Is it like 30 levels? Yeah. And the end, the ending is, is very satisfying. Huh. So, Say the name again. Hidden My Game by Mom. Okay. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's by Hap Inc. What have you been playing, Jim? I played... Uh, I've continued to play No Man's Sky... 
which continues to be really grindy, but also occasionally show me funny new cr- creatures to scan. Did you have you? Do you have like a giant ship now with a bunch of hold space? I, I've got more space. Um, I I am now like like fifteen hours in. Okay. Uh, and I am at the point where I have enough space in my suit and enough space in my ship, which is like twenty five slots each. That I don't really think about an inventory anymore. Okay, and that's, that's whole, kind of a that's, nice yeah. place to be. And part of that was like realizing that I should put stackable things in my ship, yeah, and not stackable things in my suit, right? Um, but then the not stackable things are the things that you're the more the most likely to be pissed if you lose them, uh-huh. and the things that you're most likely to Just, lose if you I die. don't die. I've, I've never died in this game, mm. and like maybe. Maybe that's just like that I'm really careful or really conservative, which is the same thing. Um, (laughs) You just don't spend a bunch of time trying to find stuff underwater. You don't waste all your resources on social programs. Right. (laughs) Infrastructure. Uh, It's, you know, still enjoying seeing new stuff, although, like, it's definitely the seams are showing now. Yeah? I mean, it... More so than, like, at day one? It... Listening to JP go off on Perlin, like the the game's use of Perlin noise was like, yeah. oh wait, shit. There should be continents. There should be anything kind yeah. of differentiating the, these land masses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think it Did does t- a better job than any other game at conveying a huge space. Was it was it Frank Lance who was talking with Perlin and was like, here's the like, here's their like super secret generation formula and Perlin was like that is so boring <laughs> I did not see that I, I saw some weird exchange on Twitter I don't know any, I, the I provenance want, of it at I, all I so wanted, I don't know if, yeah. it's, if it's apocryphal or real or whatever but I was like okay uh, re um, huge spaces I what really drove it home for me was um, I glitched through the ground mm. oh shit what um, happens in that situation? So I started falling, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be one of those things where I just fall forever and then like die or re- or like loop o- loop around or something." Yeah. Um, but what happened was that like the the ocean is just it's at a, at a consistent altitude. Okay. And so I landed in the ocean under under the landform. Okay. And then my stomach just fucking dropped when I realized like the size of the mass of water I was in. Could you breathe? Well, no, but I, I could jetpack out of the water. So in while you were still inside the land? Yeah. Because it was like, you're, like, is it just a crust? It's a, yeah, it's just like the polygons are solid, but... Wow. Yeah. Um, so what do you even do in that situation? Well, what I tried doing was like, maybe I can... I couldn't jetpack up to like where I fell from, but I went over towards... I could still see the shoreline. And I went over towards that, being very careful not to look down. Um, because you would make yourself sick. Maybe. Yeah, I was I was just... Wait, was the shoreline like the opposite of the shoreline where yeah. you were looking at the ground from well, underneath? Well, because you're it's, under a dome they, of It's back-face culled. You know, you can't see the backs of the polygons, but you still see, see the stuff that's still facing the camera. So, yeah, you were seeing, like, the underside of the... I'm, you're, like, super lucky you were close enough to... The ocean. Well, again, like we were just talking about how it's so uniform. Oh, because there aren't giant mountains and stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I, I jetpacked over there and I just hit my head on the crust. 
Until you broke through? Or? No, until you I couldn't. I slowed my previous save, uh, uh, which was like two minutes back. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't really lose anything. I just like had the weird stomach churning experience of being in this planet-sized ocean. The stomach churning moment for me, I think, would be feeling like, "Oh shit, I've fallen through here, and I'm never going to be able to recover any of this stuff." Because I can't. Yeah, I. I mean, I had just saved. Like, okay. you save whenever you step out of your ship, which is another thing I wanted to talk about. Like, this game has no sensible stopping points, and I think that's on purpose. To, like, this is something game designers seem to be focused on, is making players play for as long as possible, even when they're not getting any, like, actual benefit from it. Like, it makes sense that World of Warcraft wants you to play as much as possible because they make money from that. But if you They don't, though. Well, they they make money from, like... Okay, so... You're right. Uh, it's they get money per month, so they don't get paid per hour. They want you to play a little bit every day, so that they their little their content can stretch out indefinitely. Mm. Right, <laughs> and they right. want there always to be enough people playing that other people see other people playing. Yeah, right. And I think it's because like people talk about the just one more turn feeling as a positive. Yeah, as opposed to like, oh, this game is destroying my life. That's good somehow. <laughs> um, that <laughs> depends on your life, I guess. Yeah, I've heard people talk about the true. just one more planet feeling of No Man's Sky. Right, and I think I, I wish I could just play that game for an hour and stop. No Man's Sky. Yeah, but you can't. Well, it's it's because like the the natural breakpoint for when when I want to stop is like when I tell, warp to a new system, like. When I get there, I want to be like, oh, okay. But you have to save after getting out of the ship. You, you don't save until you step out of your I ship. See. So you have to land. You have to land. And at that point, you're like, oh, what's this planet? What does this planet hold? What are, what's in this? Exactly. Chest and I, I am, I am convinced. Well, yeah, there's that too. Uh, but I'm convinced that they put the save on that action deliberately to make you keep playing. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it, it could even be accidental, but has that consequence right yeah yep it could be and i was playing uh deus ex go which is a game i wasn't sure existed yeah oh wow i heard about it but i didn't know it was i i had heard about it but in a context where i wasn't sure if it was a joke (laughs) okay because it's like that series is now like oh you could any any um ubisoft game right could be that could be a go game now and it's it's okay, you know. It's, Is it uh, like Lara Croft? It's Go? more like Hitman Go. Mm. Um, okay. The theming doesn't work as well as in Lara Croft Go. Um, and um, it doesn't really work as a Deus Ex game because Deus Ex is in part about, like, very different ways to handle the situation. And this game mm. always, as far as I can tell, always has one solution to the puzzle. That's too bad. That... That is what Deus Ex is, but is that what Deus Ex is about? I I think that was a, a a large part of the design ethos, right? But I'm I guess I'm I'm challenging the idea that the author's philosophy is what the game is about. Sure, right? Okay. Because what like it, because it depends on where you where you think the meaning is ascribed and like to the player it's a game about whatever happened to them which was always yeah. the one solution that they chose right not, I, yeah. not this, this is pedantic could... and I'm not, I'm not trying to 
I, I think a lot of Deus, a lot of the the pleasure I got out of Deus Ex, even though I always did like the, I basically never on replays did a different like I never did the run around shooting people solution. It was always right. like hiding in the vents and sniping people from there and like waiting for the alarm to go off. Anyway, um. But a lot of the pleasure I got was knowing that there were alternative solutions, okay. and that's a, that's a purely psychological thing. No, that's fair though. Would you recognize them? You would like actually be like, okay, well, if 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 I could break through walls, here's where I would do that. Or, I mean, in in the case of Deus Ex, yes, okay, yeah. But in this game, and for all I know, there are alternate solutions. But it would have to be like the 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 problem space is so much smaller in this game than like in the go games it's a grid that you can walk around on so hitman go had multiple objectives per map. i would say hitman go did a better job of providing you That's with alternate aggravating. solutions yeah hmm. and which isn't that bad because hitman is also about it, the the hitman the the triple a game is also hmm. in many ways about like different ways to do things right do, are there is there a notion of like cybernetic enhancement in uh, I have not there's hacking okay so there's like you can step on like a terminal and uh, you can assign that terminal to like if you assign it to a turret the turret will switch. Uh, alliance okay uh, and you can assign it to a floor tile and that floor tile will turn on or off like you can step on it or not okay and also there's this thing where like you multiple terminals there the paths of the the circuit you draw can't cross so that's kind of interesting but sure as far as I know you never get upgrades you never get the okay. augmentations which is another big thing about Deus Ex right yeah and it's still fun it's still a a neat uh way to pass the time well i had already pressed the buy button before you said it was <laughs> okay so yeah i'll play it on an airplane there you go yeah, i'm going to france in a couple of days need some phone games to play on that airplane you, i should download the entire hap inc catalog you should be sure not to wear clothes at the beach because i hear that's illegal now yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm not allowed to wear right. my burkini right <laughs> There's some things about France that just boggle my mind. But yep. Like, it's just racist in a different way than the United States, so cool. It's, that is cool. <laughs> it's yeah. racist in a more charming old old world. <laughs> mm. Mm. Do you guys want to talk about this assignment, Dusk Airs? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's is, is like, pretty charming. I liked it. Quite a bit, but I didn't play it as much as I wanted to because I forgot that we were assigned recording on Monday this <laughs> right. week. But what a good tutorial! Yeah, yeah, it was it was very like comprehensive. I felt like I, I thought it was, and part of this is like I I mean I I feel like a big part of my the way I interact with games is hating tutorials. Um, and you would normally skip them. I feel like given the choice. Well. Given the choice, I will not skip them and feel better about it because I had a choice. Oh, okay. Often. Because uh, I, I, I also really, play and it said, we recommend that you yeah, play the tutorial. And it's like, I, I, okay, like, sure. The fact that I was I had agency in this decision is huge mm-hmm. for me, I think. Okay. Um, and I also thought it was just like really like you're, you're playing the tutorial, you're playing the game. You don't have to do what it tells you to do. Right. And That's it doesn't true. like pop up a window 
that you have to click through before you can do a thing. I guess you could fail the tutorial if you really want. I bet you could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was and and it, and it teaches you like the the game mechanics and doesn't have any like it, it it's very tight. Very uh very well constructed. And the game itself uh, like I put an hour into it, so I don't know, but it I feel like I've heard a lot of people complain about and by a lot of people I mean like people on the bombcast complaining about quadrilateral cowboy oh. the like why would I want to play a game where I have to type a bunch of shit just to get a door to open and I don't feel that way about quadrilateral cowboy but I kind of feel that way about this game so I have a story and I probably told you part of it already um, I met Tim Keenan I like I had known him before but I ran into him on an airplane on the way to PAX like we just happened to be sitting across from each other um, and we were talking about our upcoming projects. Um, and I was, I, he told me about Duskers and we, we just had a, we had a conversation about like what it would be and what his intentions were. Um, and this was like when I was maybe going to work on Duskers was after that conversation. And, um, he added me to an email list. Um, and in that conversation, I had convinced him that there needed to be like, he had planned to have uh, the main threat to the player be like resource gathering. So like dwindling resources means your ship dies. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had argued for, I had actually used like zombies as an example, but hopefully he came up with something better than that as a, like a more visceral immediate threat. Um, and in the, in, on the mailing list, when I was on the dev mailing list for that, I pushed really hard for keyboard only as I would like it way better that way Wait, wasn't is, it it's not keyboard only no There's, you can use a controller well but I don't know how you would do a bunch of stuff yeah but you can use a mouse to do a bunch of stuff like oh, I didn't know that I didn't I so, never used a mouse like the, the the my reasoning was that when I learn an interface the first way I learned to do something be it a keyboard shortcut or clicking on a menu is the way I do it forever. Um, and it feels really cool to have like the console jockey kind of an interface and to be doing things yeah. on a command line. And if people learn interfaces like me, and I think a lot of people do the, if you want to convey that, that feeling of being a console jockey and like, if that's part of the game, like you're, you're doing all this cool terminal shit, you kind of have to force them to do it that way. Here's the question. When you say keyboard only, do you want to get rid of the direct control of the drones? I absolutely do. I would. Wow. Yeah. I, I think the game would be way, way better without mm, that. I, I agree. I don't Is agree. That... Yeah, I would miss that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because I, I enjoyed – I spent more time directly controlling drones than I spent in the like, – I, like, I resented every second that I had to spend that way because it was all just tedious bullshit. It was like get this thing in the right place in this room that I'm already in. The, so the, the two things that I would, that I think would be better, that would make this game better if they were elided, direct control over the things and the ability to re-socket upgrades. Hmm. Wow, that's so important though. You have to do it, you have to juggle them constantly and it is the absolute opposite of fun. To like huh. drive a thing up to another thing and swap their fucking verbs around. Like that was the thing that just wow, made me stop I playing basically it. basically never do that. Yeah, I kind of, like, after the first four or five missions, I, like, got a set that it was like, okay, 
I've got my generator drone. I've got my like gathering drone. Yeah. I've got my combat drone, and I've got my like miscellaneous tow drone. Does kind of a, a variety of things, and then I kind of stuck with those for a bunch of a bunch of ship salvaging. But you get to a bunch of ships where you have to have multiple generators going at the, the same ship, time. The ship can at generate which point- power. Your your ship can generate power if you get that upgrade, and then I had I, I had two sh- I had two drones with generators. I mean, it's possible that these inconveniences are dealt with later via upgrades, but like, yeah, I don't know. I I just I found all of the like fiddly dicking around with the individual loadouts on the individual things to, and also like, I kind of wish that when you lost a drone to an attack that that was just game over period yeah because one, one drone it, because it effectively is you're just so hamstrung at that point that you're fucked huh i mean or you so. tow him back to your ship and repair him yeah depending on which drone it is you can potentially recover without much loss i i uh the point at which i stopped was i was on a ship uh it had uh, two rooms with turrets in it and I set up one as like the trap for the alien drone, and got my drone. You know, got, like got him transferred in there, locked locked it off, and then activated the defenses. And forgot that I had left a drone in the other room with a turret, and so <laughs> oh, no. my my drone got shot and and disabled. And I was like, uh, I think I'm done. But see, if you could only play on the tactical view, you would never forget where your drone was. I like, uh, yeah, but I you don't... also wouldn't get the the experience of like yeah yeah. of like creep creeping a drone into the into the next room to see if the yellow if the yellow motion detector beams is because there's a turret in there or because there's an enemy in there yeah that's that and that's the part that i enjoyed the most was like the the scary sort of you think that that was better than just leaving it to your imagination via the map yeah it was because they did a good job of making the the movement around like vague enough that you're still you still kind of have to feel like you're using your imagination because it's all it's still kind of very representative and but it's a way more visceral when you're directly controlling the drone and moving into this unknown space yeah that may or may not have a monster in it mm. the only problem i had was that the um, the resource economy is super sparse like i never have enough salvage to do anything <laughs> all my all my all my guys shit is falling apart and i i can't keep up but i don't know maybe how far are you in uh like the second system okay i i, I mean maybe i just need to set the the difficulty because it that seems like the the difficulty settings seem to have like a bunch of little individual tweaks so maybe that's part of it but i remember being surprised both pleasantly and unpleasantly that like your system-wide uh, fuel just gets instantly recharged whenever you yeah. jump because I was that was the thing that I was really worried about and but the jump fuel def- is pretty rare so you can't well, really right. exploit that but that was that's the thing where if if you run out of fuel in the system you just jump to another one yeah. and suddenly you have yeah. you have yeah. a, another system worth that's of fuel to, like so as long as you find one jump fuel every system you're kind of sustainable Assuming that your ship doesn't fall apart, I actually I saw a notice at some point that 
that basically said, your, your ship has fallen to shit. You might want to claim a new one. And I was like, I can do that? How do you even <laughs> do that? You just swap ships with one that you're docked with. Oh, I had no idea that was yeah, even... So what's the, like, there's like a, command an enemy for drone on it. It's in the it, advanced commands, if you look at that. Okay, okay. If there's, like, an enemy drone on it, do you have to just deal with that for the rest of the game? Something that I found really frustrating is, I like, I would I looked at the help, and it said, here's, you know, if you have a power upgrade where your ship is powering the other ship, here's how you reroute power. And I typed that command in, and it said, that's not a real command. <laughs> and I was like, you just... Like, if I type help that, you tell me how to do it. So what is wrong here? Like, what am I not understanding? And I just never figured that out. Hmm. So no idea. No idea what was going on there. That seemed like a really rough edge in my experience. I think the the problem of, like, Zach's problem of, like, hating to individually control the drones... You could totally play this game completely from the yeah. schematic screen, except that sometimes their pathfinding mm. breaks. They get in each other's way. Yeah. 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 The other thing that's and neat that, about... Like, if they fix that problem, then you could just play it well, how you want to play it. The thing I, I particularly like about controlling the individual drones is that they all have different, like, sight. Like the, oh, I the, didn't know that. Yeah, like the colors of their headlights, or and or the the amount of visual detail they see is is different from drone to drone. It's super hmm. interesting. It reminds it's me a, a lot of uh, Suspended, where the Infocom game, where you have the the six different robots that all have di- different senses and abilities. No, that's cool. Yeah, or like Dungeon Keeper, where every enemy, every rather minion you possess has a different visual filter on oh, the yeah, world. Yeah. That was such a great idea and so pointless to gameplay uh-huh. yep. <laughs> in a game that was already so, so good and already so bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man. Dungeon Keeper. That is an idea that everybody feels like they could make a good game out of, and I think that nobody can. The the and dungeon you didn't keeper like dungeon lords the no like board game boy no that's that is like probably my least favorite vlada game but you loved uh pandemic legacy which we finished this weekend that's not vlada i know i love code names that's right vlada. i'm just yeah. i'm just saying like, oh yeah i had forgotten uh we put we played we finished our pandemic legacy campaign this yeah. weekend which was great nice and also i played a game of uh um, the new Mansions of Madness, the like oh, app-driven. Yeah. I played one of that too. It was okay. Yeah, it's it's. You just played solo. No, I played with I played with uh, Ollie and his girlfriend oh, okay. here at the yeah. office. And is this a board game? It is, but it's all so it's a board game that the first edition required a one player to act as the kind of dungeon master. Oh, and in the second edition, pardon me, the dungeon master is replaced with an app. Really, really well done. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, it facilitates like like in the in the first edition a particular uh, uh scenario always played out the same with the same map and the same monsters because of the instructions that the game master was given, but in the in this version it's procedurally generated so you get a different set of monsters and objectives and a different map yeah. every time. If they ever make a version that you can just play with the app, I would just play that. That was kind of what I was thinking, because having the app and stuff kind of highlighted for me that, like, 
like you saying, okay, well, you know, these hit points and and sanity cards could be kept by the app. That would be handy and way less fiddly. Yeah, but the and, app goes out of its this way to thing not could track be a lot of stuff. This like thing, it doesn't. The app but, doesn't know where you are. Oh yeah, like and it's they, because they, they want to sell you a board game. They want to sell yeah, you a hundred dollar yeah. board game. Well, right? yeah, that's that's that was basically my conclusion is that the reason the app isn't everything is because it ultimately it's fun to roll dice. So. And also, no one would buy that app for a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I sure wouldn't. <laughs> and but I mean, and probably five times as really many people wouldn't buy it for the game was a hundred dollars. Yeah, Jesus, that's a lot of pieces. Lots of pieces. Are yeah, they a lot of they, plastic? A lot of that is that is such a niche. Like they're like that is not someone who is new or casual to board games is not going to spend hundred dollars on yeah. a board game. But I mean, you know, one person in a group buys it, and then five people can play it. You know, that's true. I mean, Pandemic Legacy was probably seventy or eighty bucks, wasn't it? I don't. Think so? I don't remember. No, it's it so long ago that I have no idea. Mm. I can't wait for the second season to come out. Yeah, so play it. I'm predicting aliens. I hope not aliens. Why? Why don't you want it to be aliens? Because it's because it's the obvious other thing it could be. I want them to think of something I d- haven't thought of. And you were okay with the ob- the first one being the obvious first vampires. thing? Vampires. Vampires would be cool. Ducks. <laughs> Duculas. I guess it could be uh, some great old ones. It's some sort of cult-related thing. Or it could be like werewolves. That's not really a disease. Yeah, it is lycanthropy. It werewolves are more of a disease than literally any and other. And I guess you do play it month by month. So it's <laughs> true. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Uh, no werewolves. I'm guessing there's a virus that mutates into a thing that turns you into a werewolf. And then it's just a whole separate game when you're a werewolf. Just make it set in the Bloodburn universe. Ooh. Check that box. And then like, <laughs> and then it'll be that and magic and Bloodborne, and eventually every game will be in the Bloodborne universe. Right. Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> What's our next assignment? Uh, we're going to play SteamWorld Heist. Yeah! I might not be on the show next week, depending on availability of recording time. It's going to be fine, guys. It's going to be fine. Uh, but I, can do it. I can play I on could my do a pretty good Zach laptop. voice, probably. Yeah, do okay, it. Try that's, it. Actually, that's, that would be Say fun. something I would say in my voice. Hi, I'm Zach. I hate every video game. That's amazing, oh, That Jim. was on Jenny. Yes. Thank you. Jim, that was a really mean thing. You don't really think that about me, do you? <laughs> Uh, you guys know who this episode, episode 255 of Video Games Hot Dog, was brought to us by? Snarfle Black's Blobble Blobble. Famous Patriax. Exactly. Patriax back Patriax Battle Axe. Bonker. Pancreatic Battle Axe. <laughs> Patreon Backer. <laughs> Patreon Backer. Pancreatic Battle Axe. I, I can't follow that one. <laughs> Carvin Chipotle. Uh, Evian Nickelback. Hugh Laurie. Oh, how nice. He's Pamphlet cool Stevens. Steve Pamphlets. <laughs> Bottled Water. Pelican Brief. Flanks for the Memories. Laureen a... Bacall. Hmm. Okay. Humphrey Bog Art. <laughs> <laughs> Humphrey Bajart. Bonkfree. Humphrey Bajart. Bonkfree Hugger. It's just B apostrophe G A R T. Bajart. Bajart. Jamie Stewart. Okay. Uh, Peter Lowry. Seasoned salt. 
Guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 255 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and it sucks that we've run out of uh, run out of space. numbers. Yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, see you next time on episode zero of Video Games Hot Dog. And listeners, we'll I hope overwriting we'll s- the old episodes. I hope we'll <gasps> see you. Can we do that? Can we just do that and like overwrite from the beginning? Oh my god! Yeah, Save and just the don't the server. Yeah. Yeah, and just don't. Just put a new date on the yeah. file. <laughs> what is like? What would that even do to? anything so we've got like another week to plan this because we don't probably don't have an episode zero yet correct yeah oh that would give us an excuse to not record next week (laughs) we'll just record episode zero and throw it away yeah we we threw away away our very first we did throw away episode zero yeah yeah it was so bad we recorded an entire episode but we were so non-confident yeah was this back when you were doing it live? No. no. It was just when we first, first started. Like, we were decided we were going to do a video games podcast. Yeah. But you were already doing a, a live show. Yeah, but we recorded one that was not about KOL, and then it was like, wow, that was really bad. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. And then I just hit the record button and started over, and then we made a real episode. Yeah. This was five years ago. Wow. Yeah. It should be uh, like if you if you pledge the Patreon at high enough level, you should get all the terrible episodes that you've thrown away. I bet I didn't actually delete those files. I bet we have it. Yeah, maybe I could stitch it together into some sort of horror nightmare, (laughs) some sort of hacked website that is ostensibly part of the Hot Dog Network. Yeah, cool. (laughs) All right, uh, thanks thanks for video games, guys, and Jesus. You're welcome for video games, Jesus. Yes, have a a great week, Jesus, for video games. Thank Jesus, video games for Jesus. Good night. Bye.